Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Welcome to Local to Legends Podcast with your host, the voice of $10 Wrestling, noted author that has never been published, and the heaviest CWA light heavyweight champion in history, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, and his co-host, the star of Taylor TV, the man who has wrestled Jerry Lawler 1,239 times and never won, Neil, the real deal Taylor. Well, welcome to another edition of Local Celestial Radio, Wrestling Radio. I'm the co-host, Neil Taylor, and we're anxiously awaiting Gene Jackson, who I think is having some technical difficulties uh, joining the show. Uh, Hello? Hey. (laughs) Hello? I switched this goddamn phone and it screwed everything up. (laughs) Don't be (laughs) cussing. Hey, I told I told y'all last night there was gonna be cussing on this one. I marked it rated R. <laughs> if you don't like cussing, just turn it off. I don't care. Hell, I thought that was the greatest roller woman we've seen in twenty years. I don't know what there's people's cussing about. All right, well that's our show for this week. I uh, appreciate everybody for calling <laughs> in. <Anyway. laughs> By God, I had a good night. John Cena's had Rick Flair's record and Roman Reigns didn't win, so goddamn I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I don't I don't know I couldn't hear what the hell is going on. There's no telling on these two, but uh, welcome to the locals to legends wrestling radio Royal Rumble roundtable. Uh, as you've already heard, Neil the Real Deal Taylor, my co-host, along with uh, panel uh, host this week, Mister Sensational Leslie Jones, former wrestling promoter, former wrestling manager, and lover of uh, cheese sticks and gambling. Is joining us, and I'm hoping here on this line that I just clicked on, we're being joined by the one and only Jax Rocks. Is that Jax on the line? Can you hear me? What? Hey. Hello? 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 It's good to have you back. How are you doing? Hey. What? Can you hear me? No shit. Hello? Well, I can already tell this is going to be tremendous. This is Neil. This is going to go down as one of our better ideas, of course. Can y'all hear me? Yes, for fuck's sake, we can hear you. You're on. Oh, are we on? We're on. Okay, let's do this. Professional out of this group. That's the funny thing, Mike do this. All right, so we're here with the Royal Rumble Roundtable. We've got everybody on the line. We've established we can hear them for the most part. I'm assuming everyone here that's listening uh, that that has access to talk right now, we all watched the Royal Rumble last night, right? Three out of four of us watched it together, I understand. Yes. (laughs) That's what you want to call it was the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the the down grilled chicken was tremendous. (laughs) 
And the cake. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> she says thank you, dear listen. I assume there had to have been cake involved. <laughs> massage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw the, the erotic massage y'all put up on uh, Facebook. That was that was special. See what you missed out on? <laughs> I thought Goldberg's job not Lesnar was going to be the most disgusting thing I saw all night last night. And then I seen Jack giving you a massage with a – I don't even know what the hell that was. I didn't – I didn't uh, – <laughs> Increase the size of the screen to see it up close. <laughs> Just say it was long and black. It was long and black and very personal. Massager. Oh, Sad uh, thing is, Brett, Leslie brought it with him, I bet. Hey, Gene, I think we should do this. I think you should let Jax have the floor and let you get let him give you his opinion of the Cena Flair match before we talk about the actual rumble because I thought he was gonna have not Cena Flair, but Cena <laughs> Hold on, Leslie. Once again you don't know how to book. You're you're you gotta build to that. You can't build Jackson's big blowout in the beginning. We got we gotta get there. We ain't talked about Nia Jax yet. We gotta talk about her first. Okay, well, first of all, I got to admit, I'm out on the pre-show. I didn't watch the pre-show because I'm as big a wrestling fan as anybody, but five hours of this shit, even too much for me. So I didn't see either one of the pre-show matches. So school me on how the pre-show matches went. Well, all I saw was the Nia Jax match, and she beat the living shit out of Sasha Banks, which was awesome. Good. I'm with Somehow, and somehow, um, would you quit with this damn back? Leslie's got a damn bag of popcorn. He's sunk my whole house up, and all I can hear is fucking popcorn. <laughs> anyway, uh, you need to go back and check that match out because somehow or another, uh, Mickey James got involved, and there was a nip slip. So y'all, y'all have y'all need to go back what? and investigate. Oh, that was the uh, that was the uh, three the uh, six man or six person tag match between oh, the girls. Yeah, that wasn't the nine Jackson's match. Oh. Oh well. Anyway, there was a nipple popped out. Damn, I have to go home. Now. Okay, well now, now, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, just, just uh, I don't know who else has got Raw on right now, but uh, Triple H is in the ring. He just called out Seth Rollins. Rollins come down the aisle, and Samoa Joe just appeared out of nowhere and beating the shit out of Seth Rollins. Bullshit. Oh wow, I really? So there's your Samoa it. Joe debut you didn't get last night for all the people who were upset about that. Which well, I'm sure was Leslie. Fuck Samoa Joe. Well. <laughs> Did you do that audio? Because, I mean, Seth Rollins is like the best thing going right now. Seth Rollins oh, crippled oh, Sting, so he'll, I'll always have heat with Seth Rollins. Fuck him for, for breaking Sting's well, back and ending his career. It's not. You Seth don't give a 60-year-old man, man a buckle bomb. <laughs> Well, the old man should Twice. learn how to bump. Learn how yeah, to bump? You don't – old man needs to learn how to bump. Jesus. Throw Neil Taylor into a turnbuckle and see what happens. That's not natural. The turnbuckle will bust. Leslie can't pick up Neil Taylor. Turnbuckle. All right. Well, this is – I can already see this is going to be – Freaking disaster! I don't know. <laughs> I told Neil the roundtable thing might be a regular thing, but I'm, I'm second guessing that now. Samoa Joe is just throwing himself up in the air and just landing on Rollins over and over and over, like Sting's dad or something. Uh, this is horrendous. 
Anyway. Well, I'm glad something oh. happened good on there because the rest of the show sucks, Titty. Hey, Kevin Owens kept his belt again. I was pretty excited about that. Well, you know <laughs> why he kept his belt. Well, who couldn't call that finish from 10 miles away as soon as they made the match? I mean, uh, honestly. I mean, did anybody not see that coming that Reigns was going to come out and do what he did? I mean, Jesus. Well, Mr. Taylor here is of the opinion as of last night that at WrestleMania we're going to have a Reigns-Undertaker match. I, I agree. You do. I agree, and if and if Reigns beats the Undertaker, they may just burn the place down. I mean, that may be the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened. What about those uh, little video montage that I posted earlier of everybody going batshit crazy because Reigns was number thirty? That's how I envisioned it happening everywhere. So I'm glad to see that, that I wasn't far off on that because well, that's it good lord. I mean, all right, we'll it get to, we'll get to that. Let's you guys are. Skipping to the end here. We got to build it up before we shoot our wad, Jack. Just calm down. Yeah. All right. So the rest of the pre-show, something, something. Mickey James nipple popped out, and then uh, Gallows and Anderson won the tag belts. Apparently, right? That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody excited or indifferent about that? What's the feeling there? Whatever. I'm happy. I think well, Gallo going to be a hell of a listen for everybody out there. Start aces and aces. <laughs> All right, so the live show starts, and uh, we open with Charlotte Flair taking on Bailey for the women's championship. Now let's go around, starting with uh, we'll say Jax. Everybody, yep. give your opinion on this match. Bullshit. Okay, next. I this Neil. I actually thought it was a good match. I, I'm I'm still kind of anticipating Oscar showing up to the to the main roster and, and taking on Charlotte because I think that's I, I think they're going to be able to get, <clears throat> they're going to be able to get a lot more distance out of that than they are with Bailey because uh, you know Bailey's pretty one dimensional, but um, I think at some point they probably you know, kind of like we said after the after the last pay per view, they will probably end up giving Bailey her her day to shine at WrestleMania if they end up bringing this back for WrestleMania. But um, I actually thought it was a, a decent match, but I thought the the finish was kind of flat. You know, they did the uh, um, I forgot what she calls the move. They did it on the outside and rolled her back in. I, the the finish was pretty non eventful, but. Other than that, I thought it was a solid match. It was evidently it was a stiff match because Charlotte Flair got her got her mouth busted open or something. Other, she was bleeding from the mouth. So, cry me a river. Yeah, but anyway, so Liza, what do you think if you'll choke on this damn popcorn? I think they did the right thing, put the women back where they belong, and they went from the main event on the damn last pay per view to the opener on this one. So go Vince. And um, uh, how, how can you call Bailey one-dimensional? She has the freaking car lines that's, that's, blow up on people, man. I mean, it's not one-dimensional. Well, I mean, she's a, the definition of a white meat baby face. I mean, there's not a lot of. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff you can do with her. 
I mean, tonight on Raw, they already started laying the groundwork for a Bailey and Sasha Banks match down the line because Sasha was in the back whining about losing to uh, Nia Jax, and Bailey walks in and tells her she has nothing to prove. She's been the champion, and and Sasha says, "Well, some of us aren't content with coming up short," and walks away. And Bailey looks all butthurt. So they're already, uh, you know, planting the seeds for that view down the line. And it really, I think if they're smart, uh, they let Charlotte just hang on to the belt until Oscar shows up. Because if she drops the belt to every challenger at some point and then wins it back, you know, it it, it cheapens it to me. But you know, I, I'm sorry, I try. And I got a lot of friends that are huge friends, uh, huge uh, advocates of the women division and love it. I just can't make myself care. I mean, they had a good match last night. A lot of them have good matches. I just, I just don't care. I, I hate, I hate it, but I just don't. That's just. Well, I hope you care. Me. Well, I think we should all agree we care more about the women than we do that cruiserweight shit. That's well, if you ask me, that should have opened the show. I mean, <laughs> where they put it on the show, it, it was flat as always, but they. They have to put it in specific places so they can change to the purple ropes and put the other mat on. Like that makes a damn about anything. Um, but yeah, I agree. No, I read that, on Facebook. Now you know you can believe everything you read on Facebook. I read on Facebook they changed the rope because the rope's a different diameter of damn rope to help them have more springboard ability or some shit. Did you read something there yesterday? Did I read what? Something different today than what you read yesterday, because last night you were all up in airs about it being a different gauge rope, because that way they can well, do that's all what the I mean. it's a different It's a different fucking something's different about it, or they can jump off of it easier. I don't know. Don't be a smart ass. Well, pur- purple. purple's easier to jump off of. That's that's scientific fact. That is. <laughs> well, think about it. Why would they change the rope just to change the damn color? That's fucking ignorant. There's got to be another reason. Well, they changed the mat too. Well, I guess yeah. that's slicker. <laughs> oh, there's a little special insight, folks. That's why that is what's going to make this roundtable show worth sitting through all this useless banter because you're going to get some nuggets of wisdom from Leslie Jones like that. That the ropes are a different gauge and the mat is slicker to help these, well, these cruiserweight well, jump. WWE sponsored damn things that you click on and you got to go through 17 damn advertisements to get to the damn story. <laughs> well, I read that Charlotte has a penis, but I didn't repeat it on the show because I didn't necessarily know if it was true. But... Well, hell, I don't know. <laughs> yes, what he said. Uh, Jennifer's <laughs> over here wanting to go back and watch the Charlotte match now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Better the second time, I hope, anyway. <laughs> All right, so then we move on to the uh, the universal title match, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho hanging in the shark cage above the ring. Uh, for me, this is the only finish I was happy, truly happy with. Uh, I, in retrospect, I could have just shut the show off after this match and went to bed. I probably should have. Uh, what What's everybody's take on this match? Just somebody go first. Well, uh, I'm glad that Roman didn't win. So, because uh, I hate that son of a bitch, and uh, I'm just waiting on Kevin. Okay. Uh, All right. To, Let, let's let's right. stop right there for a second. I'm just curious, what is it about Roman Reigns that you hate so much? Everything. 
Because they shove this down our throat. His working ability, and I hate his promos. I hate everything about him. You heard, you, I mean, you hate his silky hair. Than Roman Reigns. Jacks don't okay. like his mama. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just think it's funny because when all these people just just hate the hell out of this guy, but I mean they don't really have a good reason other than they they wanted to like him. They shoved him down our throat and. It's not a good promo. Well, God damn, there's about four guys on that whole show that can cut a promo at this point. So I don't like anything Wait. about him. <laughs> I don't like his britches. <laughs> All right, Leslie, what's your what's your uh, what's your beef with Roman Reigns inside that he shoved it down your throat? Well, I, it's like. When he gets, I don't know. I, I'm, I agree with Jack. It's just his whole, the whole, as the Shield is a group. I think he's a great, great group guy. But I just think as a singles, he's just ridiculous. And I don't know why in the hell they can't see. But of course, that's Vince and Triple H want to go against the grain. However, he could be the baddest damn heel in the fucking world since everybody hates him to begin with, and he might be a little more enjoyable to watch, and you wouldn't mind if he. But, okay, but if they booked him that if they booked him that way and they wanted you to hate him, then everybody would love him. Like, no, they want us to hate him. We're not going to hate him. They that's what they want well, us God, to do. They, they, they book him any way they want to right now, and that motherfucker ain't getting over for shit. And if he wasn't into the fucking rock and all that family bullshit, he probably wouldn't have a job. That's always why. So he was saying. the most over guy in the shield. Like, what he's doing the same exact shit he did when he was in the. Shield, so why is it well, I don't different? know who's more over right now. Seth the most over guy in the shield with me. Well, the world don't revolve around goddamn jacks. I'm talking about in general. There's 50,000 other people who were booing him besides you and Leslie last night. I'm saying what changed for all them because they were all cheering his ass when he was in the shield. I wasn't. <laughs> okay, well, there you have it. Fuck it. Fifty thousand people booed Roman Reigns last night because goddamn Jacks don't like him. <laughs> Dustin hey. Bertram don't like him either. I just, I just think it's he was the over guy in the Shield, but I think one thing that's different now than when he was in the Shield was he was in the Shield. He didn't really talk. He was just kind of the silent badass type, and now they're trying to give they're, they're trying to give him a personality. That I don't necessarily think may be entirely him because it's you know all that scripted stuff. So I, I think he's just he just comes off real lame and kind of generic, kind of like the way Ryback did. Yeah. That is a good fucking comparison, there, brother Taylor. I agree with that. I, I missed that comparison. What was that? Ryback. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Put him with Paul Heyman. He might be able to get over then. And they'd have to job him out like they're doing Lesnar. So what do you so what do you guys think of Strowman? It's almost as if they're turning Strowman babyface with some of the stuff he's doing. It may be in, in, unintentionally, but he's getting him over with the crowd. I don't I don't I don't think that I don't think they have a choice. I think the crowd's turning him babyface. 
The crowd's turning babyface because he's interrupting Roman Reigns' matches and they're hollering out, thank you, Strowman, because they don't want to see that what? fucking goddamn awful Roman Reigns. But but yeah, yeah, but they were cheering for him when he was coming out just killing all shit matches too, though. Well, yeah, but he you know, like the, the fucking uh, Darren Young matches and all that crap too. Where's Bob? I'm going to smoke my bowl and drink my Jack. Y'all getting ready to talk, let me know. What? Pin drop? <laughs> what? Well, I don't even know what the hell was said. Hello? I'm going to get over here and smoke my bowl and drink my Jack. When y'all get ready for me to talk, let me know. Well, have at it, buddy. <laughs> you don't right. like Roman Reigns. We've established that. <laughs> your, your, your input on Charlotte was... Bullshit. Next. So, all right. So what nuggets? What great wisdom do you have to talk about Rich Swan versus Neville? Oh, screw that shit. Believe that. I, I would. I would. I would rather watch Brody Hawk and Izzy Rotten hit each other over the head with a damn keyboard than I would watch that mess. Yeah, I wonder what the people in Boonville thought about Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh God. Probably the same thing the people in Amory thought. They thought he had some you pretty nice what? gear, I imagine. You know, what, Gene? <laughs> you know what, Gene? I'm going to coin the phrase that you've coined. You know what I think of Roman Reigns? He's a shit hook. Well, he's the world's most famous shit hook right now. But... <laughs> All right, so there's a consensus amongst everybody before we waste any time that nobody really gives a shit about the Cruiserweight title match, be it us or the people in the building that night. Pretty much. All right, moving on. Uh, so here's here's where Jax, I'm hoping, is going to have more than like a three-word answer and, and really get into it here. Uh, WWE Championship match, AJ Styles defending against John Cena. And go, Jax. Okay, one thing's first. First thing's first is John Cena cannot hold a candle to Ric Flair. John Cena does not deserve to be in the same sentence as Ric Flair. John Cena should never have tied Ric Flair's record. John Cena is, he, it's just not, it's, it can't happen, okay? And my wife just hit my dog with a car door, and so I've got to see what the hell's going on now over here. But anyways, John, I mean, now once I'm dead and gone and buried, you can have whoever do whatever with, with, with Rick Flair, but Rick Flair is the greatest of all time, and you can't just put anybody in that same position like they did with John Cena last night. It's a bunch of damn bullshit. Any comment on the match in particular? The match was decent. I mean, I'll give you that much. I just hate the Cena won. But he's good with the Gene, why kids, do you though. Think- do what now? He's good with the cancer kids, though. That doesn't make a goddamn. <laughs> Rick Flair was good no. with the horse, too, but goddamn. I mean, you know, 16 times is 16 times. You know, you don't. My blood pressure's getting up. Y'all give me a moment. All right. Hold on. Now, get your blood pressure back down. Let me, let me have an alternative. Well, hey, Gene. Go ahead, Leslie. What is your thoughts on him tying getting all that? And do you think that I'm being serious here for a second? Do you not think that's a record? You don't think Ric Flair is one of those people where 
he is so great that that should have never been tied or at least broken, not broken or whatever. I mean, or do you, I mean, I know I'm thinking old school, Leslie thinking again, and Vince probably don't give a shit one way or the other. But I mean, I agree. I, I mean, it's just like NASCAR. Do people think Jimmy fucking Johnson is equal to Richard Down Petty just because they both got seven NASCAR titles? Hell fucking no. He couldn't fucking put air in Richard Petty's tires. So I agree with Jack on the damn Cena deal. Now, I will give Cena his props, and I'm going to tell on Jack. Even Jack thought last night it's cool that he goes out and does the shit with the kids, and he's great with that, and he's a great ambassador. Let him kiss all the kids and give them their wishes. But the son bitch shouldn't be a 16-time champion. And another thing, he has to win to get to those 16 titles total. He's won every damn carnation of that belt. At least Flair done it with one or two variations instead of down 32 variations. <laughs> Neil, you have anything you want to add before I start in? <laughs> well, I, going to the match, I, I mean, everybody's either yay or nay on John Cena, but going to the match, this was definitely the match of the night. Um. It was probably, I mean, it was definitely the best match on the card. I guess the only problem that, I mean, that I would have with it and <clears throat> that, or the thing that annoys me is it's the curse of the finisher on the pay-per-view. Like, it's like when the pay-per-view goes live, nobody's finisher works. How many FUs or yeah. AAs or whatever the hell they call it, did he, he hit him with like six of it, six finishers last night. Literally. Before he finally literally beat six times. And one of them was off the top freaking rope. <laughs> but, it, but it was interesting to see a few uh, a few moves that John Cena did that he typically doesn't do. So you kind of kind of wonder if, if, you know, Cena decided to pull out some stuff that he don't, you know, he isn't as known for. Um, but I thought it was a solid match. I mean, whether you like Cena or not, you can't you can't knock the fact that you know when it comes to a big match, he always delivers. He's never had a shit fest for a match. I mean, right? The match was good. I don't. I'm not knocking the match. So y'all don't get don't get you words there mixed up with me. I'm not knocking the match at all. The match was good. What? You just all right. So let me one. group this into. Topics here. First, okay, so first off, the Ric Flair aspect of this. I think when people, when wrestling fans especially, because who else is going to give a shit? Uh, when wrestling fans look back on all this in the future and they talk about Flair and they talk about Cena and whomever else, I think it's going to be taken into consideration the eras in which they did this. The era that Ric Flair became a 16 time world champion, the closest second was Harley Race at seven. It was it was rare to win that many titles. In this era that John Cena has become a 16-time champion, you're talking about an era where the title might change hands in the first segment of a Raw, in the middle segment of a Raw, and again at the end. I mean, they've pitched those titles around to the point where multiples of title reigns really don't mean a hell of a lot because they, they pass the belt around so much. I mean, CM Punk's the only guy that had a significant long title reign in the last 10 years. So I think most people can take that consideration that John Cena's 16 world title reigns is in no way comparable 
to Ric Flair's. So I don't think it's really going to hurt anybody's legacy because people understand the difference. Um, as for the match, um, <clears throat> I think it was a really good match. Uh, I think it's a testament to how good AJ Styles is that Cena has had some of his very best matches against AJ Styles. Where I have an issue with Cena and this whole ordeal, if you back it up to SmackDown and where they show the clips of Cena on the Today Show or whatever show that was, and they, they're referring to the WWE champion as the guy from Atlanta. They won't even say his freaking name. Like, they don't know it. They don't care. He's the guy from Atlanta. He's the guy from Atlanta. And then Cena cuts this scathing fucking promo on Styles, you know, and just just shreds him. You know, you're below me. You're you're not even the level below me. You're two levels below me. All this crap where basically he makes Styles sound like he's just nothing. And then they go have this classic match at Royal Rumble, but based on your promo, you beat a nobody. You you freaking completely gutted him before you went out there and wrestled him. So you killed him on the mic, and that's the kind of shit I hate about Cena. Like, if he would have went out there on SmackDown, like, look, man, you know, I you know I belittled you when you came here, and I said you were an indie guy and you weren't on my level, but you've beat me at two different pay-per-views. I don't even know if I can beat you. I'm, I'm hoping I can possibly win my 16th title reign at, some, at Royal Rumble, but I don't know. I, you seem to have my number and built him up. Not only would you be making AJ a bigger star, but it would have meant more when you won the title off him. But no, you beat the guy from Atlanta who's not even worth mentioning his name on fucking TV, which would have been the most people who ever heard AJ Styles' name at one time on the Today Show. And that's the shit I don't respect about John Cena. I agree. Well, that's and well, well, I mean, that's like the oldest promo um, rule there is. You know, never go out and belittle your opponent when you know you're going. You 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 know you could possibly end up losing to them. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like going out wrestling a, a a legend. You know, you go out there and call him a has been. Well, what happens when the guy beats you? You got beat by a has been. So it even drops your value even lower. One thousand three hundred eighty nine times, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Well, you've also never heard me go out and call Jerry Law or a has been or or an old man or anything like that. You know, you try to build him up as much as you can. That way when you get beat by him, you're getting beat by somebody. Well, Gene, let me ask you this. Why is it that we've got this new era, we've got all these damn you know, new talent and the future and NXT and all that, and they go back to fucking 1999 thinking, except now they put the belt on a 40-year-old part-time wannabe movie star as the damn guy who's going to carry the company again, although I think at WrestleMania the carrying will be over, but probably, but it's like, okay, what's the purpose of that? Why do they want to put it on somebody that don't work, that works a third of a schedule, I just unless they're wanting him to tie that damn thing and then break it. I mean, that's the only reason for putting it on. Well, and they've proven in the last two or three WrestleManias that they they decide to bring back all the the old proven you know names to, to try to draw WrestleMania. The rumor, I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if you guys have read this, but the prevalent rumor that's been going around today that Meltzer's spreading around is that Fastlane, Goldberg is going to win the freaking belt off of Owens and then drop it to Lesnar at WrestleMania. And, I mean, what the hell does that do for Kevin Owens that you've just spent the last two years building up to drop his belt to Goldberg and then to have him drop it to Lesnar, who he's just squashed and made a joke out of in the last, you know, 
two, three months. I, I, I don't get it. I, you know, I, I don't know. You, you, like you say, you, this whole thing is new stars and, you know, new this and that. And then you go back to all the, old, I'm sorry. I know people love the undertaker and he's a legend and you don't dare say anything bad about him. He does not need to be in the ring anymore. He looks worse and worse every time he gets out there, but they're just squeezing every last dime. They can get out of that dude. His match with Lesnar should have been his last match. Well, you know, it's funny. It, it's like they're, they've taken everything that they've ever booked, everything that they've ever based their booking on, because at, at one time they would put the belt on somebody that needed the belt, you know, in right. order to get over or, or give them a reason to fight. You know, Goldberg and Lesnar don't need no reason to fight. You know, they don't need a belt. They've already got an issue. So I don't... I, I, don't, I wouldn't understand that thinking either, but, I mean, obviously they're smarter than we are. They're all millionaires. But, you and, know, I, and surely to God, let's hope they're not going to do Randy Orton versus Cena for WrestleMania, because that fucking would suck. <laughs> well, popular opinion is Bray Wyatt's going to come out of the Elimination Chamber with the WWE title, and it's going to be Wyatt and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And I think, again, to what Neil just said, that match doesn't need the belt. You've been building that angle for months now. They could fight without the belt being involved and you could actually build another match that has nothing else to build off of except to be in a title match where you've already built a storyline with those two. They don't need to be wrestling for the title. It doesn't even really make sense with those two at this point if that's what they end up doing. And if that's what they end up doing, then Cena has a chance the next time to come back and actually break the fucking record if he wins it a set. Oh, hell. Well, oh, he will. And there. And- <laughs> And it don't even freaking matter at this point. The, the the belts have been, you know, thrown around so much. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a shit how many titles anybody's had in the big scheme of things. It really doesn't. So moving past that, everybody's kind of voiced their opinion on the Cena thing. I I've got the entire Royal Rumble laid out here in front of me. When people came in, when they got eliminated, and all that. Uh, but that is way too much shit to cover. I think. Um, so my opinion is, uh, let's go in the order we kind of been going in. We'll start with Jax. Just name some highlights to you of some things that you liked or you didn't like, but just the parts of the Royal Rumble that stand out in your mind is at least memorable for whatever reason. Well, I like that Ty Dillinger got a shot. You know, they're, yeah. they're giving those C guys some shots. Now, the, the British dude with the damn umbrella, to me, that was bullshit. They could have got – Doink the Clown would have been better. You know? Yeah, um, and then the whole Roman Reigns being number 30, that was complete and utter bullshit. That's what I hated about it. Um, I hate that it didn't come down to us seeing uh, Undertaker, Goldberg, and Brock all three facing each other. Um, Goldberg eliminated Brock way too quick, I think. Um Undertaker being eliminated by Reigns was bullshit. And um, one thing I liked about it was uh, Randy Orton won. I wish it had been Bray Wyatt, but I'll take Randy Orton. Okay, so you're on board with the Randy Orton win. So, yeah, if if Seth Rollins can't be in it and win it because Triple H is butthurt over how big of a star Seth Rollins has become, then let Randy Orton be the winner. Okay. Leslie. I'm a Seth Rollins guy if you can't figure it out. 
I got it. I just want to give everybody, give you an update, Gene. I've received a messenger message from the one and only Dustin Bertram who's listening. So how you doing, buddy? Uh, John Cena, quote. Oh, God, let's not get John, on the political trade. John Cena is no rich yeah. player. So there you go. There's Dustin's thoughts on that. Anyway, uh, I didn't think there was nothing memorable about that damn thing last <laughs> night. I thought the some bitch went way too damn long. I thought that they didn't do – I thought they could have – had Ellsworth in there and had let him make it to the end and give this false reality about the little indie star. Uh, I don't watch NXT, so I didn't know who that goofball was with that number 10 that Jack was just talking about. I think it's how damn ironic is it that the guy with the number 10 jersey comes out number 10. But anyway, uh, there mm-hmm. I am being old school again. I, and I did not like the fact that Lesnar, Goldberg, and Undertaker all came out, even though they weren't right after each other. They were too close to each other in in time. I'm thinking bring Brock out at number eight or nine and let him be in there a little while or bring Goldberg out a little earlier. I didn't I thought they brought those three of course those are the three oldest people in the damn match, so but uh and I agree with Jack. I don't think Rain should have eliminated Undertaker, even though that really has nothing to do with me disliking Reigns. I think they it should have took two or three of the guys kind of a ganging up on the Undertaker instead of one guy knocking him, knocking his ass out. So I don't know the whole and I and I missed even though they're just symbolic and they mean nothing. I meant we were all sitting around all night long. Well, I wonder who's going to be the surprise entry. I wonder when they're going to bring the boogeyman back, or is there going to is Kurt Angle going to show up, or hell, is even Shawn Michaels going to come out number twenty nine because he was in his hometown. There was not one, quote-unquote, symbolic entrance in the thing. But, of course, now when you got 945,000 fucking people on the roster, I don't guess there's room to let Honky Tonk Man come be in the damn rumble. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> True. you know, every year, every year, though, they've always had a Kevin Nash-type guy show up or somebody like that, and this year they didn't do that. So, um, But, again, I'm Mr. Old School here, so... I think they should have let Howard Finkel down and out things. He's still alive. Yeah, I believe so. And that's another thing. Wonder why they brought the king back for commentary on that one particular deal. Don't know. Don't know. I know there was a lot of outrage about him being, you know, taken off TV. There was a lot of people on social media and everything bitching about it. Somebody that was just kind of uh, well, placate everybody on that. Well, there's people on social media bitching about range too, and ain't doing nothing. Well, there you go. <laughs> you tell them, Jack. <laughs> All right, Neil. <laughs> um, I guess uh, you know kind of the story of the night Braun Strowman, um, who was in, um, in the match. I mean, probably no, really no, no longer, no less than anybody else. Um, eliminated seven. I think he had the he had the uh, most eliminations of the night with seven. He eliminated the Big Show, Holly uh, Ellsworth, Mark Henry, Kalisto, the Dillinger, Big Cass, and uh, uh, what's the other guy? The uh, I believe I think it's the guy with the umbrella. Um, <laughs> now Mark Henry threw him out. He threw out. Uh, did you say Ellsworth? My God, that's the only son bitch over now. 
damn division of them damn cruiserweights to quote the guy with the umbrella. <laughs> there you go. But you know they had a. It seemed like they had a lot more quick quick eliminations than they normally do. Like Enzo Amore was in it for like 18 seconds. Ellsworth was Last in it. Last time it shouldn't have been in it for a point eight seconds. Tonight. Ellsworth is, was in it for like 15 Here's seconds. Certified G shit. He didn't shove that up his ass as far as I can see. You didn't know what certified G meant. Till last night. It should be certified J for jackass. People like Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard who were real tag teams. Are looking at that some them some of the bitches going. All they're doing is going out there and stealing fucking DX's gimmick from fucking twenty years ago. And instead of saying suck it, they go and soft. That's all that bullshit is. You already know all about going soft shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> for doing that damn and stealing song. shit from twenty years ago. Anyway, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I, the uh, I think the placement of Goldberg and the Undertaker uh, and Lesnar when they came in was probably exactly where it needed to be because you realize that those those three of the thirty are booked as attractions and if you put go uh, put a Goldberg or a Lesnar or an Undertaker in and you know the top fifteen then I mean you're kind of you're bringing them down to everybody else, I guess, because they just become another person in the rumble. Um, and especially Paul Goldberg, whose ability is very limited. I mean, he was in at 28, and I don't know if anybody caught it or not, but, like, Goldberg's rust, his ring rust, really showed through because his punches didn't look all that great. He looked, he looked kind of like a cow on ice. He just... I don't know. He, I think like that I said, was the softest well, spear he gave to Undertaker. <laughs> well, he was in for three and a half minutes, and I think that's probably about the amount of time that he needed to be in was about three and a half minutes. Um, and kind of going along with what Leslie said, you know, everybody's always enjoyed the um, enjoyed the uh, symbolic the symbolic part of the the. Surprise entrance, you know, whether it's DDP or Kevin Nash or the Honky Tonk Man or whoever, you know, I think that I think that was something that was missing. But you know, I, I've probably more people have probably talked about this Rumble and the one last year than any of the previous ones. And you know, everybody talks about Roman Reigns and. You know how they all hate him, but you know WWE sells entertainment. They sell emotion, and you know Roman Reigns could be the biggest tool to work the people there ever has been. Because I mean, I mean, look at it. Every everybody today is talking about Roman Reigns. This entire podcast has been intertwined with Roman Reigns. So I mean, the rib may be on us. You know, if that makes yeah, because sense. you want. I mean, being over is it doesn't necessarily mean being popular. It means that people are emotionally invested in somebody, and God knows, damn near everybody is emo- emotionally invested in Roman Reigns, whether they like him or not. They can't shut the hell up about him, and they don't stop watching. It, exactly. I mean, no, I don't think anybody has turned their television off because of Roman Reigns. They, they. Talk about how bad he is, but yet they continue to watch. 
Yeah. Well, my take on it, it to me, what the most memorable thing to come out of this, um, as somebody who has always hated being in battle roles and and hated going over the top rope the couple times I ever did it, was yeah, yeah, was Strowman throwing yeah. Ellsworth out to the damn floor. He didn't touch the rope. He didn't touch the mat. He went straight to the floor. Oh, it was freaking brutal. Um, yeah, I so I mean that stands that. out as memorable to me. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that bump. That was. Uh, I mean that that was a sickening thud when Stroman mm-hmm. just threw Ellsworth over. <laughs> and that, yeah, that ooh, was. He that knew was he crazy. felt that this morning. Well, he um, I guess yeah. One one gripe I have to go along with with Jackson and Leslie is, you know, we all know that it's it's a work and nobody really believes in kayfabe or anything. But to sit through this match for an hour, you want to, you know, the old saying is suspend disbelief. But for this Royal Rumble, you had to shut your fucking brain off because, all right, first of all, like you said, we're supposed to think just so happens by the luck of the draw. Lesnar, Goldberg, and Undertaker all draw within the last, you know, four numbers and within three of each other. That's a little hard to swallow, first of all. It's really hard to swallow that Ty Dillinger, whose gimmick is, you know, 10, drew number 10. But most of all, Roman Reigns, who's already had a championship match early in the night, we're supposed to believe that he somehow was allowed to enter the Royal Rumble and somehow managed to draw number 30. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot to ask somebody to, to suspend their disbelief for. But even more so than all of that, the thing I hated more about this Royal Rumble than any other in the past that bothered me more than Roman Reigns being number 30 or anything else is once Lesnar got in the ring and then Goldberg, all these other guys laid around the ring like fucking teenage girls at a goddamn slumber party for 20 minutes. They're just laying there. Just fucking laying there. That killed me. I'm just sitting there going, what are they, what the hell are they doing? Every Royal Rumble in history, 29 other Royal Rumbles, they did angles with guys where the other guys were were made to look busy doing something that appeared to be competing. No, these guys are all just laying around just, and then peeking out the side of their corner of their eyes, saying if it's time to get up yet. It, it was, oh my God, that to me was the absolute worst. Oh, it sucked. And and well, go ahead. Well, and I was going to mention something else along the same lines. You know, Chris Jericho was number two in the in the Royal Rumble, lasted an hour, and I think I read somewhere that I was actually only in the ring for like fifteen minutes of it. <laughs> I because it. he stayed outside the entire time. I mean, where's the believability of, okay, you, yeah. you're in the match, you got to get back in the ring, you know? Exactly. Hell, if that was the case, why didn't all of them just walk around outside the ring? Yeah, just don't get in the ring. You can't get thrown out. You can't get eliminated. Um, now, you know, people hate this, anybody that's listening, but I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns eliminating The Undertaker because, you know, as much as I like Lesnar, I fucking hated 
when Lesnar beat The Undertaker and ended the streak, because I was like, what does that do for Lesnar? Lesnar already has a reputation. Lesnar's already known worldwide as a badass and all this. What does he gain from beating The Undertaker? Where a guy like Reigns, uh, now granted, in the state he's in now where everybody hates him and they don't really know why, but they do, I don't think eliminating Undertaker or going on and beating Undertaker at WrestleMania is really going to change anything, but at least it's a notch on his belt. It's something on his resume that's going to mean a hell of a lot more for Reigns than it did for Lesnar, especially when they ended up letting Lesnar go on to be the job boy for 50-year-old Goldberg and his comeback. And, you know, Col- you know, Goldberg was in the match for three minutes and 21 seconds at 50 years old, and, and his punches looked like shit, and his spear was off. But if you go back and look at 1998 in his fucking prime, most of his matches lasted three minutes, and most of his shit looked off. So, you know, it's pretty much par for the course. You know, I wouldn't expect anything more or less. Well, that's yeah, what the WCW Goldberg, and by God, we got him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, he didn't pull that that spear on the Undertaker any, did he? <laughs> God, he, he might as well just walked up to him, and then they both just lay down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he did dump that's Lesnar that. out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just. Uh, He's going to end up putting Lesnar over the freaking moon. I'm talking about like Lesnar will have to whip his ass in five minutes to get his. But even but even then, you well, how many more matches do you have to have? Because all right, if Lesnar just destroys him at WrestleMania, well Goldberg's beat you three times, two of them recently. So you're but, not even by a long shot. But you know, I Lesnar has such an aura and such a, such a reputation. I wonder if it. I mean, if 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 Goldberg beat him again, I wonder if it really would hurt him that much. Because I mean, you know, he got he got beaten what two minutes by by Goldberg, and people still think that Lesnar's a badass. So you wonder well, if it would even hurt him that much. That's another problem. I, I think last night illustrated the point. Like, the thing I bitched about most about Survivor Series was, okay, by by having Goldberg squash Lesnar, you kind of shit on everybody that's put Lesnar over. So last night it was illustrated where Lesnar walks in the, in the ring, and this ain't just a bunch of – this ain't Zack Ryder and, and fucking Sin Cara in here. He's throwing around Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho, Rusev, guys they've pushed, and he just lays all of them to waste single-handedly. And like I said, now there's 14 guys just laying there. 50-year-old Goldberg comes in, lays him out, pitches his ass over the top rope. So now you've said Goldberg can squash your whole roster, most of which are under 30 years old in their 20s. He could do that to all of them because if he can do that to Lesnar, that means he could do that to every one of them. And I just think that's stupid. So where do you see this WrestleMania match going? you see Goldberg going over, going off to the moon and retiring for good, or do you see Lesnar winning, or what do you see happening with that in the future? I mean, I, I feel like Lesnar has to win, surely to God, but, you know, Goldberg is not known for ever putting anybody over. I mean, the only major loss he had, you know, Scott Hall had to electrocute him for Nash to beat him. And, uh, you know, I just – I don't see Goldberg making this big comeback for his wife and his kid and all this just to come back and and lose. And I just don't see it paying off. And the thing is, okay, if Lesnar squashes him in a minute and 26 seconds, it's, a, it's another fluke. 
But if they wrestle longer than that, it's going to be WrestleMania 20. It's going to be the god-awfulest shit you've ever sat through because Goldberg can't take the Lesnar bumps. I mean, that was my problem with this whole match concept. At 50 years old, Lesnar cannot, I mean, uh, Goldberg cannot take the Lesnar bumps for Lesnar to get over. He can't take the, the suplexes and all the shit that Lesnar's going to hit him with. So what do you do? If you're if you're booking this match, what do you do? Well, you know, Rick, Rick Flair said that in the past, you know, in his old podcast. He's like, you know, nobody really knows how Goldberg's going to hold up taking those bumps. He said because, you know, you got the young guys are in there that, that you know, are barely walking the next day after taking all those Germans and all those German suplexes and all that stuff. You know, how is how is Goldberg going to be able to to hold up to all that? What the hell does Ric Flair know? I'd rather hear what Cena had to say about it myself, you know, the current 16-time champion. Who gives a shit about Flair? <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Well, you know, Cena did take like 30 of them things in a match. That's right. Flair couldn't take 30 German suplexes in his prime. That's why Cena's better. But 30 backdrops. Oh, fuck you. He ain't better. Son of a bitch. Where's Jack? Cena's 10 times the worker Flair is. Have we lost Jack's connection? What? Jack? Hey, don't be doing the Austin gimmick. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to War Machine. Shoot off at the mouth. You know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> All I got to say is just make America great again. Yep. Well, Dustin Burcham just tuned out, then. <laughs> yeah, he won't oh, oh, oh. Okay, so, uh, all right, Jax, let's back, back up for a minute. Let's give you a chance to run your mouth since I ran mine. <clears throat> you said about the Royal Rumble, you said that if Triple H uh, think is jealous of, of Rollins and won't let him in the Royal Rumble, then you want Randy Orton to win, right? Yeah. I mean, are you saying that ironically, or are you saying that like you truly believe that Triple H is really in real life jealous of Seth Rollins and didn't let him in the Royal Rumble? No, 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 just ironically. Okay, God. No, I'm, I'm not that. Yeah, I'm not that big of a mark. <laughs> but yeah, okay. My opinion of you is about to change so so quickly. All right, I'm glad we cleared it I up. Know I know they're building up for the damn whole Rollins Triple H thing, but you know, I just. I don't know anybody, anybody but fucking Roman Reigns. Anybody but Roman Reigns win it. So By all right, way, so if Cena, if Cena would have came out as number thirty and won it, we'd be happy right now, right? No. <laughs> so not anybody then. Let's let's no, narrow no. that down then. So anybody like okay, all right, okay. not I'm Randy Orton, not Roman Reigns. Who? Shut the fuck up for a minute. Out of the thirty people that were in it, I'd have been happy if Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton are, would have won it. And let's see, who else was in it that I would have? Uh, Jericho could have won it. Um, hell, Undertaker could have won it. I'd have been happy with those. Anybody else? What the fuck ever. What if little Ty Dillinger oh. would have won it? You've been pretty psyched about that, right? Well, well I mean, I'm just happy that if he get a chance. I mean, it's not that I – he didn't have a chance, snowball's chance in hell of winning it, but they put him in there. You know, uh, they, so they're what? letting him his feet wet. They're letting him, you know, move up and see how well he's going to do at the next level. So I'm just what waiting about on. All these, 
What about all these theories, Gene? The last time we all was together on here, and, and there was all these theories with people on Facebook that they were leading up to a Cena Taker match at Undertake at uh, WrestleMania. I mean, I you know, so obviously that wasn't accomplished last night. Well, the, supposedly, like Meltzer had announced two weeks ago, since he you know clearly knows all that. For whatever yeah. reason, Vince yeah. had decided he didn't want Cena versus Taker. That's that's the big exclamation for all the people who claim that's where they were headed. Oh, okay. But again, I, I go back to what I said about Lesnar and, and the thing about Reigns. What the hell does John Cena get out of beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania? You know what I mean? Like, if Reigns beats him, you may not like him, but you got to admit it's it's a big deal. Um any of these younger guys, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, I, I mean, I, I think they missed an opportunity not letting Bray Wyatt beat him. You know, Bray Wyatt, who's one of the most over characters, and to me, I thought was going to be the next Undertaker character, has been nothing right. but a fucking job boy on pay-per-view. It's, he, he hasn't won a single – well, his few with Jericho because Jericho was leaving to go be in Fozzie. Other than that, he's put over everybody, and he still stays over, which is a testament to him and the strength of how good his character is. <clears throat> but him beating The Undertaker would be a huge shot in the arm. It's something he could live off of for the next 10 years, where if you had Cena versus Undertaker and Cena wins, okay, who cares? Cena yeah. beat everybody. I mean, yeah, Cena's on his way out in the next three or four years anyway. <clears throat> yeah, he's exactly what he made fun of The Rock for being. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, he's still better than Flair, but, you know, I mean. Well, Eugene Jackson. <laughs> By the way, how did Raw end? You did whatever happened when Raw went off? Did fucking Samoa, uh, fucking Samoa Joe beat the shit out of Rollins and it went off? Okay, I'll call him Memphis Monroe, and this is bullshit. Fuck that guy. He, he likes Flair because he's old school. He doesn't understand what a great worker John Cena is. He wasn't better than Monroe brother that nobody wanted to see. No way, Memphis wasn't. They wanted to see the other brother. <laughs> yeah. So the guy that Vince McMahon said was a fat Samoan beat up Robin, Roman uh, Seth Rollins. Did yep. you ever hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Not untrue. Uh, no, he's he is fat and yet a Samoan. Yeah, he's a fuzzy Samoan. Well, he's not. He's not part of that Samoan blood, so he's not going to get all the props. Well, so was Rikishi. He was a fat Samoan too. I think it was Cole Cabana that said that, like, Joe is the only Samoan not related to all them. Like He's like, there's all the Anawa Samoans that are related to The Rock, and then there's Samoa Joe. (laughs) Um, Well, Gene, I'm sure in upcoming episodes you'll have a lot to talk about with different things because you know what season we're coming across, don't you? ITCW season, Income Tax Championship Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Coming soon to Ripley. Hell yeah. All of them will get their down income tax checks and pull it together. And who will we see? We'll see either down Honky Tonk or Jeff Jarrett. Or Buff Bagwell's Billy rubbing Gunn his hands or... together right now going, hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, hot damn. There I go. Yeah. If Buff's there, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's what they Never mind. That's all he comes to. 
him over. We all know what we're thinking right now. That's terrible. Anyway. That is sad and true. My God, Dangerous David, da- Dangerous David Cox is on a poster of an upcoming show in the area. I'm proud of it. Which damn one is that? The one you can't get booked on for some reason. Oh, yeah. They don't want me and you down there. I don't know. Why. No, they'll book you. They won't book me. So I ain't been asked to be booked. Yeah. Hell, book I can't where? get personality as damn big push back in old days. <laughs> Hell, I've been the most person in the crowd for two weeks and still can't get booked at a show. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, so everybody everybody, plug your Twitters and emails right now, see if you can get a book in the NFR. <laughs> it's that time. Twitter, You'd like to book Jack's Rocks on your show, contact him at... J-A-R-O-C-K-S. Hello, USC. <laughs> he'll ring announce, he'll manage, he'll hang out at the oh, bar, he'll do whatever you want. He'll to be the Detroit Destroyer. <laughs> God, let's hope not. Well, we know one thing for sure. Leslie can't get booked anywhere because he won't close the goddamn store for five minutes. <laughs> Work ethic. Hell yeah. Do it, Leslie. Make oh, that money. So have we thoroughly covered the Royal Rumble at this point? Is everybody... They got it out of their yeah, system. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So our takeaways from this, if anybody, if I, like, Probably if I put it. highlights anywhere, it's going to be number one, John Cena, much better than Flair. Number two, Roman Reigns sucks, but we don't know why. We just can't put our finger on it, but we don't like I him. Just, I told you why. Because he I, sucks. I That's not an answer. Number three, make America great again. That's the answer to the question of why does Dustin Bartram cry himself to sleep at night. That's not wrestling. Boy, him and Mitch Toretta have been going at it on Facebook. I don't know what's up with them. They're not friends anymore. You're such a shit, sir. Somebody's going to beat the hell out of you. I won't know. I'm friends with both of them. I like both of them. I just hope I'm close and I get to watch. Last time he tried to start heat with me and Kimball Wednesday. That was terrible. I, I, I've been living in fear ever since. For the record, I like Mitch Toretta, consider him a friend. And for the record, I like them Dustin Birchman, consider him a friend. So there you go. I ain't trying to stir up. Do you like kids. Donald Trump? I think he's going to be a good president. He's done more in damn seven days. Than you are no has. longer Dustin Birchman's friend. Dustin Birchman just deleted yeah, you guys before you finished that sentence. The last time Dustin was in town, we went and ate, ate supper together, and we had political conversations. Friends can damn argue about politics. Hell. Glad I wasn't around Good. for that. Let's just say Neil Taylor is sitting in his living room right now with a, with a Make America Great Again Trump T-shirt on. I sure do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, and awesome. I paid for this one. Nobody had to give it to me. Damn right. <laughs> anyway, I won't even <laughs> I won't continue that sentence. So anyway, uh I wanna thank our, our guests good, this week. Hey, What's Gene, that? That'd be a good topic to have one on one night. You could go over the politics of wrestling and uh Republican, Democrat, what have you, you know. Hell no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm just anxiously um, awaiting our first announcement about the income tax championship wrestling season because I'm sure it's going to be here before long. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> you think someone's knocking at the door and they'll, 
in Neil's house. You heard those little dick, 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 dick sounds just then on the on the podcast. That was Neil farting. <laughs> it might be a good time to wrap this up. <laughs> All right. So as I was trying to say previously, we want to thank our guest, Mr. Sensational Leslie Jones. <laughs> Lover of cheese sticks and gambling and questionable women. And uh, we also like to thank the voice of all of our commercial breaks. Uh, we want to thank him for helping us out with that. Mr. Jax Rocks, a man with uh, a lot of opinions on wrestling. Uh, and we heard some of them tonight, and we appreciate him coming on to share. I appreciate you having me. Anytime, anytime. Well, all right, now let's... What's that? Go ahead. Jen for that wonderful meal that she fixed the real deal to Mr. Sensational last night, and, the, and Jack's grilling. He had a, they had a great spread for me and the real deal, and they had a case that she was upset that we wouldn't like, but that some bitch was good. I had four slices of it. It was good. <laughs> you know what set the cake off, though, Gene? Huh? Listen, this is this is this is what set the cake off. This is how well my wife thinks about the three of us. She had went to Walmart about three weeks ago and found some cake toppers on the clearance aisle. It was two wrestlers and a ring. And she bought it, and she's like, I got this, so when we have pay-per-views and we have cake, we can have a cake topper. And so, yeah, that was... Nice. That was, you know, I love my wife. She's awesome. She's over she had a picture right of that up on the, on the Twitter there. That would have been awesome. Well, you know, Leslie got a hold of the cake. I think me and Neil got two bites of <laughs> And Leslie devoured the rest of it. He ate half of one of the damn wrestlers on it. <laughs> then, he, then when he got done, he was complaining about his fucking sugar and heart rate and everything. Oh, old Leslie Reigns, the fucking heel. All right, well, I appreciate it. We're going to try to wrap this up, which is hard to do when, Les- when Neil has Leslie at his freaking house because he interjects through all the plugs. We're going to try to power through this. Neil said we were going to play some audio of the damn responses to the Roman Reigns winning the damn coming out at number 30, but y'all never played it. All right. I forgot. Just for you, Leslie. Here it is. Here's the audio of people's reaction to Roman Reigns coming out in the 30th position at the Royal Rumble. Here you go.
serious? No, 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 no. Are you fucking kidding me? God. I can't believe they just did this again. I can't believe they just did it again. Two, one. Joe. If it's Joe, I'm marking up. Joe. Joe. What? What? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I would say it sounded just like that at my house with me and Rosie watching as well. <laughs> it sounded like uh, that at mine too last night. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure a few people sound like that listening to this podcast tonight as well. So. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We heard the one similar to this, that one, of saying, God damn it, last night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Well, they got us again, and they'll get us yep. in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, they got my $10 whatever. That hey, they can have my ten dollars. I don't get it for the pay per views. I like watching those old Saturday night episodes of WCW and all yeah, the random old stuff. Horseman and yeah, Hey, Gary Nations is on one of those, G. Is he? Yeah, he Jesus, thanks for the warning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I actually saw that one. You showed me that one time. We sent it to you. Which one? You gotta watch the hidden gems and learn how to do uh, 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 calisthenic from Vern Gagne. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, one? yeah, that's funny. When uh, yeah, when him and Rip Rogers weren't busy jobbing for Sting and Davy Boy Smith on Saturday night with no offense, they were the World Tag Team Champions on Germany tours. Apparently, so little known, little known fact there. <laughs> You're trying to be a ship stirring, G. I'm just stating a fact. Is that not what he told you? Did he not, when he sent you that, did he not tell you that they were world champions on the on the foreign tours? Or somebody, he I heard that them. somewhere. Maybe it wasn't from you, but he, he told, told somebody they, he that. Told me they tra- he told me they traveled, but I didn't never said nothing about being no champion. Well, maybe he, he told that to somebody. It's been quoted to me before. Well, all right. Well, if if anybody listening to this has made it all the way through, God bless you. You're 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 better than better than I am. But uh, again, we want to thank Jax. We want to thank Leslie. Now, Neil, let's uh, let's get to the end here. Let's hear your plugs, and I'll do mine, and we will wrap this up. Oh, follow me, Neil Taylor Brand. Uh, go to Neil Neil Real Deal Taylor dot com. Make sure to check out the. We mention your damn store every week, you dumb bastard. Anyway, <laughs> God, I hate having him over here. Um, I wish you should let him call in. I could mute him. I know. Uh, we're going to do that next time. At Neil Taylor Brand, NeilRealDealTaylor.com. Um, make sure and check us out. Check out the archives at LocalsToLegendsWrestling.com or LocalsToLegends.com. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, 
so you can hear the entire past catalog uh, history episodes and even this one if there's uh, if you're on any type of uh, hard drugs and decide you need to sit back through this podcast and you can find it in the archives just by subscribing to iTunes I wish I had Roman Reigns' music to hit right now before I start reading mine we may cut a part of the show (laughs) randomly hit Roman Reigns' music just to get heat all right, well, God forbid, if you want to uh, have anything to do with Gene Jackson after this episode, you can go to our Twitter page, Locals, the number two legends, at Locals, two legends. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for whatever reason, at Vince Hates Us All. You can uh, befriend me on Facebook at facebook.com slash king of all wrestling media. And you can go to my YouTube channel, Cheap Heat TV, to see all sorts of old-school Continental and Memphis wrestling matches. Plus, you can see goofy interviews that I did at various wrestling shows, some of which were filmed by none other than Neil the Real Deal Taylor himself, including the infamous, the famous, the wonderful interview with the one and only Dangerous David Cox. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's worth the time. Also, if you'd like to buy a T-shirt... You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gene Jackson. That's right. I have a store alongside Stone Cold and Bruce Pritchard and Macho Man and CM Punk. So go check it out. And last but not least, if you didn't hear enough of me talking on here tonight, if you want to hear me doing commentary and various other things, you can get the High Spots Network. And there are seven or eight different shows now on the High Spots Network that features yours truly, Gene Jackson, doing commentary and interviews and all kinds of goofy shit. So go to HighSpots.com. And check that out. And next week, come to localsofthelegends.com. We don't know who we're going to have. We haven't decided. Uh, after tonight, we're going to have to sit down and rethink all this and see if we even want to continue. Uh, but if we decide to forge ahead, the show will be posted here on Sunday nights. We're here on a special night tonight on Monday night. But most of the time, we will be Sunday nights live at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Neil Taylor, is there anything else you want to say before we take it home? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say at this point. <laughs> Roman Reigns sucks. He speaks for both of us. And just for and just for Leslie, one more time before we You're go. listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. <laughs> You know, I made the motherfucker. I made the motherfucker a free goddamn commercial. Didn't charge him a fucking penny, and the motherfucker gonna because I left out the goddamn Facebook page. Well, nobody got <laughs> the goddamn telephone number. I mean, goddamn, Leslie. I mean, hell, I get K-fa- you the free. Kayfabe, our sponsors pay lots of good money to be mentioned here <laughs> on Locals to Legend Wrestling Radio. Literally, right now. There are dozens of people tuning out long before we ever got to this. I mean, oh I gave you fucking two shit on the fucking radio on two different stations, and you still going to fix Gene, I'd be happy to be your guest next Sunday if y'all need a fill-in. <laughs> I'll call you. I'll call you. <laughs> Earlier we talked to Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Yep. 
Probably the hardest bath I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You've got me wrong mad way. now. I've stood around. Oh. I've listened to everything you had to say. I've did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you treat, cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Woo! Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring. You went full retard, man. Never go for retard.